Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Overtime Buzz podcast. We're going to uh, get into a nice free agency preview. Um, it's definitely been a while since we've gotten any football content. It's been you know pretty quiet, minus uh, a couple small stories here and there. But um, I think it's time we get into you know a little bit more with free agency coming up. Um, you know, the draft will be at the end of April, so um, yeah, it's the off season, but there's still plenty of content to bring out. So um, we're going to get right into it. It's uh, it's going to be Eve and I tonight. Um, giving you kind of like the the rumors and um, you know minor or major cuts and uh, we obviously have some news that was a bigger free agency move um, that we'll get into as well. So, Eve, I'll let you take it away. Oh, is this about uh, today for the Steelers? Uh, I mean, for the Steelers or uh, you know the signing that was last week. Oh yeah, yeah, my my, my fault. I kind of. <laughs> <laughs> No, didn't know what we were, yeah, didn't know what we were going to start with, but um, I mean, if yeah. you want to call BJ Finney a big signing, I'm I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not that big of a signing, but like we'll we'll touch up on this later. But I mean, I think he's definitely better than J.C. Hausenhauer for sure. Oh, but, I 100 um, percent agree. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, J.J. Watt that 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 was a huge signing for the uh, Cardinals, and really, really, it shocked every single one of us because this is a guy that listed out some teams that he said that he was going to go to the Steelers being one of them, the Browns, the Packers, the bears. And I I don't, I forget who else, but those were like the four teams that we all thought he was expected to sign with. And then he threw a curveball at everybody and said, Hey, I'm going to go sign with Arizona. And I, I, I guess they have money that they could spend. And I guess JJ likes Kyler Murray and that, that young offense, that young team, so I mean, it, good for him to get paid too. But um, yeah, I I really thought that he was going to go to, you know, just a team that could. I'm not saying that the Cardinals can't contend for a Super Bowl or anything, but I thought that they, I thought that he'd go to a more legit contender. I think the Cardinals are on the rise. Like I said, they're a young, upcoming team with a young head coach that you know seems to be doing pretty well in his in his uh second in his second year in a probably have a big third year too. Um, they definitely have some upside. Uh, their defense was pretty good last year. I think with J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones, that, that duo is going to be unstoppable. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I honestly thought he was going to go to a, to like the Packers. That, that, that's where I thought he was going to go because it's his home state. Play <clears throat> play there for Green Bay and, and with Aaron Rodgers. And that, I think, would have given Green Bay – a chance to get over that hill to get to that Super Bowl because mm-hmm. I, I really thought that they would get to the Super Bowl this year and their Super Bowl window is unfortunately for them limited, limiting now because Rodgers is getting older and the front office really hasn't done that much for him because, I mean, if you think about it, the Packers don't have that much of uh, – like wide receivers or even defense, but anyway, just getting off getting off of that. Good for JJ Watt to go get to go get paid and go to a young upcoming team like the Cardinals. Yeah, the dude secured the bag. I mean, he's getting paid. He's definitely in a decent situation, and I think something that helped the Cardinals cause um, is DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, Watt and Hopkins they were uh, they were pretty good friends. I know in Houston, so I'm sure that. You know, Hop did uh, a good bit of, you know, not necessarily recruiting, but, you know, kind of talking to him, trying to figure out, um, you know, if it was something that could be 
a possibility for Watt. And, you know, I think that he definitely pitched it as, you know, they're an up and coming team. Like you said, you know, Murray's getting better every year. Pop's still there. He's going to be good. They got Kenyon Drake, you know, they got Chandler Jones already. Um, you know, it's definitely one of those teams that has the possibility to be very good in the next couple of years, you know, in terms of deep playoff runs. And I think for Watt, it's not a bad place, you know, and it's not a far move for him either. So, um, you know, I think it's a good move, obviously, for the Cardinals, getting someone like J.J. Watt, you know, doesn't come around very often. Um, three-time defensive player of the year do not hit free agency very often. But, um, you know, it's definitely a good signing, and I think that uh, it's going to benefit the Cardinals more than I think anybody could really imagine. You know what really surprises me throughout all this was how low-key J.J. and the Cardinals kept this. Because I don't even think they were a team-mentioned from like Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport or anybody that I saw on Twitter. And so the, how the Cardinals just came up out of nowhere and secured JJ was mind bog, mind blowing to me. Oh, I agree. It definitely like, you know, the whole time he was kind of, you know, like the Peloton profile thing that was funny. And then like, yeah, you know, all along he was kind of ruling out rumors via his Twitter. And then, you know, his, his post of him in a Cardinal shirt, you know, source, you know, uh, me, yeah, um, but that was pretty cool. You know, definitely a different way to announce it, and um, you know, good for him keeping it low key, no major speculations or anything crazy. I think it's good for him. Um, you know, but definitely a, a huge move for Arizona, um, and leads to an even more stacked NFC West, uh, as if that was even remotely possible. Yeah, definitely. Uh, speaking of the NFC West, I don't know if you saw this. I mean, I don't think anything's going to happen to this. We don't have to get too in depth about this, but um, have you? Uh, the Russell Wilson uh, is on, reportedly unhappy in Seattle right now. I don't know if you heard about that. I did. Um, yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't think he's going to go anywhere. Um, but you know, who knows? Maybe um, that would be kind of wild. But I just don't think it makes any sense for Seattle to trade him. No, no it doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, it, it doesn't matter. It, <clears throat> Russell Wilson is one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now, and it makes no sense for Seattle to trade him. So I expect him to stay in Seattle. Now, if they want to please Russell Wilson and keep him happy, they need to draft offensive linemen. They need to get protection for him because now he starts because he's because he's, 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 he just he's starting to run. A, he's running around a lot and has no time to hang in the pocket and make those throws. Yep, exactly. It's uh, it's a situation similar to uh, what Patrick Mahomes is now going to have to deal with. Uh, yeah. Dealt with in the Super Bowl. Um, the Chiefs have no offensive linemen now. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they cut everybody. Released, yeah, they've released and pretty much just destroyed the offensive line. Um, you know, kind of crazy. Not something I would have expected from them after. Yeah, you know, getting the back to back Super Bowls <clears throat> and especially with the kind of quarterback that they have. You know, needing. Um, I mean, I. Of- protect him but i i could see them cutting at least one of their tackles maybe like mitchell schwartz or eric fisher or someone but to cut both of them and then (laughs) to cut both of them and then to lose your starting center on wednesday this upcoming wednesday to free agency that's crazy yeah it's it's just kind of wild not gonna lie i mean it's unprecedented for a team that was you know a game short of, of winning a second super bowl in a row to uh, completely blow up their offensive line. And when I say completely, they got rid of two all pros and a, a very good center. So, Yeah, I, I really think that they're 
I'm not saying that their dynasty's over, but I'm not sure if they're gonna like do that. They're not gonna be the same as they were two years, like the past two years of next season. Yeah, I mean, certainly one of their biggest weaknesses was after Clyde Edwards Alaire got hurt, you know, running the ball. And if you're gonna go to a uh, a weakened offensive line and attempt to run again, that's not that's not easy. Um, yeah. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see, you know, kind of what happens to that theme. Um, you know, in the AFC uh, West, it's not, you know, like they're really in jeopardy of losing it necessarily, but yeah, the Chargers no. are going to end up getting better because they have money to spend. You know, they have Justin Herbert who looks like, you know, as good a quarterback as anybody in the league. You know, obviously Mahomes is in a league of his own, but, um, you know, Derek Carr is still solid. The Raiders are going to be better if they're healthier this year. They were struggling a lot with COVID stuff. Um, you know, and the Broncos, they're the Broncos, but they always manage to play the Chiefs well. So, yeah. um, you know, it's it's definitely a division to, to watch for. So um, you never know. Anything can happen at this point. Yeah, that's true. Uh, one more thing before we touch up on the Steelers here. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, a move that shocked, I think, all of us today because we talked about this in our group chat this morning was the Patriots re-signed Cam Newton to a one-year deal. I'm baffled. I <laughs> I'll let you continue, but I, I just I don't get it. No, I, I don't either because we've talked about this throughout the whole season, and we even said that we don't think that Cam Newton is the answer for the new England, for the Patriots. I mean, they finished what six and ten, something like that. Yeah, it, it was, was something like that. I mean, yeah. He threw eight touchdowns to ten interceptions and just got paid fourteen million dollars. Yeah, I, I mean, like. He, he, I don't know what Belichick and the Patriots are thinking. I mean, I, but at the same time, I mean, maybe Belichick knows what he's doing. Maybe he has a plan set yeah. for anything because it's Bill Belichick. But at the same time, you know, this Cam Newton's not the same guy that he was back in 2015 when he won the MVP and led the Panthers to the Super Bowl. I don't exactly. think. Yeah. And, um, yeah, well, well, on a funny note, I'm sure that one kid that attended Cam Newton's camp is like look, kind of regretting about what he was saying now. Yeah, just a little. That whole thing was just kind of wild. I didn't really understand it until I watched it for like the fourth time. Um, but at the same time, I mean, the kid was chirping and the kid, uh, you know, the kid kind of had a point. But at the same time, you know, Newton went from league minimum to now $15 million. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's funny though. To me, well, to me, the whole thing, like eight touchdowns, 10 picks got pulled, you know, yeah, he was hurt a little bit, you know, Jarrett Stidham ended up playing some games. I, I just, is this a, you know, we want to give Cam a shot and then, you know, cause he knows the offense is worth paying him a little more. And then if he sucks, you know, we have Jarrett Stidham or, you know, what's, what's the play here? Uh, it just, it doesn't add up at all like two and two does not equal four right now <laughs> no yeah no it doesn't uh, but i guess the other news regarding um something relating to the patriots is tom brady is now going to play until he's 75 <laughs> yep. um, he signed a four-year extension with opt-out uh potential each of the next three years so truly it only officially runs through the 2022 season um but that's his age 45 season or 44. Uh, I don't remember if he's, he's 43 right now. Uh, he turns 44 in like August or something though. So I, I know for a fact that uh, I guess that would mean it's his age 45 season. So 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the dude said he wanted to play to his 45 and he's going to be able to do at least that. Um, crazy. I mean, this dude, I, I mentioned that like, he's going to found the senior football league and win a hundred championships in that thing because he's going to be that good forever. It's crazy to me. Yeah, I know. It's like I texted you today. Uh, I'm convinced he's going to play for the rest of his life. I, I really am. I mean, there's I a th- shot. At this I mean, point. yeah, it, w- w- with the way that he's playing, even at his age, I mean, he just coming coming off a Super Bowl win. I, I I don't see why he couldn't be like, you know what? I'm going to play till I'm 74 years, 75 years old, like you said. I mean, the dude, he's in good enough shape to play at least another four years. Yeah, um, and I wouldn't be surprised truly if he plays any longer. I mean, it's it, it's Tom Brady, and at this point, there's no reason to be surprised by anything regarding this man. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, you know, on to some Steelers news. Um, you know, obviously we haven't really had much football content coming out. Life's really gotten in the way here. Um, but I can say, uh, you know, a little surprised by the Pouncey retirement. I know we talked about it, but it's just one of those things. You yeah. Know, the, the retirement was shocking, but, you know, we mentioned BJ Finney coming back. Um, you know, half an hour doesn't have to be the starter, which I'm quite thankful for. <laughs> yeah, I am too. So Finney, you know, a guy who's been in the system, you know, for a while with the Steelers, um, certainly has the potential to not necessarily replace Pouncey, but at least be a, a serviceable center for the team. Um, you know, uh, I guess it's better than the, it's the lesser of two evils, if you think about it, between he and Hassenauer. So, um, you know, that was confirmed today that he'll sign pending physical. Um, and I guess another person we've talked about, Jesse James, uh, was released by the Lions. You know, the Steelers had like $5 million in cap space to play with. <clears throat> James could probably be had for the remaining cap space that doesn't go to Finney. Um, but, you know, it's tough because you got um, you got to find a way to sign a receiver because you don't want to try. I mean, there's nothing wrong with going with Johnson, Claypool, and Washington. Um, but I'd either prefer to have Juju back or, you know, John Brown expressed interest in coming here. Um, John Brown's a guy I've liked for, you know, a while now. Um, and he's definitely somebody that could, you know, benefit the Steelers at this point, you know, a, a vertical threat that even yeah. to this point in his career. Um, and, and just a guy to learn, you know, a guy to learn from in terms of if you're Johnson or Claypool, you know, probably more so Claypool because he is a deep threat. Um, so I think it'd be a good move, but you know, cap wise, I don't, <laughs> I don't see that. Yeah. Like you said, everything that you just said, I mean, I'd love to resign Juju, but at this point I, it's not looking good for him to stay in Pittsburgh. And Honestly, for him, I'd love to see him go secure a bag somewhere else and ball out, you know, kind of prove to the Pittsburgh media wrong saying, hey, like I'm worth this much money and you guys should have kept me and everything like that. But at the end of the day, I mean, I'd love for him to stay here in Pittsburgh, go one more year, go one more year with Ben to try to get a Super Bowl. And um, I don't know, after that, if he wants to go play somewhere else, he can go play somewhere else. But yeah, and then the same thing with John Brown, because if we do lose Juju, we could sign John Brown on a good deal because then he could be the leader of the wide receiver room, be that deep threat guy because he is that deep threat guy, and re- really just be kind of the missing piece the Steelers, rec- Steelers receiving core, I think, needs 
and and Dante kind of mentioned this to today in our group chat, but if if we do sign John Brown, it'd come at a bad time because then we'd lose Juju, who would benefit most from John Brown being that deep threat guy, and Juju yeah. could Juju could have those one on ones and win those one on one battles like he all like he has. Or like no, he does. I completely agree. I think that Juju would be the guy to learn the most from John Brown. Yeah. Um, you know, and if you're, if we're talking, you know, kind of the, the group chat stuff, you know, my, my thoughts are, um, I would almost be happier trading Johnson, um, Mm -hmm. and finding a way to get some cap relief, you know, packaging him with maybe a bad contract or something. Yeah. Um, you know, and get the money to sign Juju because to me, you know, Juju is your slot guy. He's your kind of over the middle short routes. Um, he's better at them than really anybody besides Johnson. Um, and certainly Johnson's a deep threat, but I feel like Juju brings more to the table in terms of experience. Um, you know, Claypool obviously is going to be the deep threat for years to come. Um, and Washington is turning into what we hoped he would be. Um, and he's going to work cheaper than Johnson because, you know, his production was low early. Um, whereas Johnson had high production early in his career. So, um, to me, I think you'd be better off, you know, signing John Brown um, and having him as kind of your number two with uh, with Juju, and then you know still holding Claypool there um, as your kind of two A or two B. So, well, you, you know what's unfortunate is that this is exactly what the Steelers do throughout the past like twenty so years. Mm-hmm. The Steelers have only given a second contract, second or more, yeah, a second contract to only two receivers. Heinz Ward and Antonio Brown. Yep. Th- those are the only two guys that they've done it. And if you look at the receivers the Steelers have had in the past, like Mike Wallace, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Martavis Bryant, and now Juju, some of those guys are still in the league. Some of them aren't, and Juju's probably going to be a free agent now. So it- it's it's just really unfortunate because the Steelers get these good wide receivers, but they don't re-sign them or – one of them just can't stay off the weed. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> stay off the weed. That's funny. <laughs> um, you know, it's just funny. Cause like you said, you mentioned all the guys that came to mind for me, you know, obviously Bryant was a little different. You know, he wasn't going to get a contract because of his, you know, problems. Right. Um, but Sanders, you know, Wallace, those guys, they were very productive and they just didn't stay. I mean, obviously they competed against Brown and uh, Brown was going to get the contract over them, but, yeah, I mean, I guess that's fair. Um, and it's crazy to think, you know, that that could happen with Johnson and Claypool as well um, or Washington. But I don't know. I think that uh, Juju is the guy that you should give a second contract to because he is good enough. And he was or not not anything to do with, <clears throat> excuse me, being here, you know, while Brown was. But um, I really think it makes a difference that, you know, he was here through all that and learned from a guy like that, you know, hopefully didn't. You know, obviously, so far hasn't learned the uh, off-field problems from him, but you know, just the, the the skills. Yeah, I mean, what's unfortunate is that it's really almost like the Pittsburgh media is driving Juju out of Pittsburgh because for some reason the media just hates Juju, and now they're starting to turn on Chase Claypool, so which makes no sense. The problem is the Pittsburgh media is just so old school. They don't yeah. like the, you know, the way that people are now. You know, obviously it's it's not a bad thing. It's just that, you know, kids 
like Claypool's our age, you know, yep. Juju's our age. Like we are involved on social media, you know, we're all, um, you know, involved with just kind of all the things that, you know, you see from Juju and Claypool, you know, we, we do the things that they do, you know, we have fun with, you know, YouTube or we have fun with Twitter, or, you know, what we like watching people stream games or those guys stream games themselves. You know, that's exactly just the technology age that we are. And, you know, guys like Mark Madden who don't like Juju, well, he's he's like 60 years old he doesn't understand it and you know people don't like mark madden i don't really have a problem with him but at the same time it's you know like let the kids have fun and if that's what's keeping them you know happy or what's making the team better then i'm all for it i just i agree i don't get it and they're they're definitely pushing him out well, I mean, they, they produce on the field. You see it, and then they keep their fans happy off the field too with their social with social media. And the thing is, too, is that I'm sure a lot of people don't consider YouTube, social media, all that jobs, but it, they really are. Because if you look at some of the big names today, like I, I know we're a football podcast, but I'm just going to say these names: Addison Ray, Charlie, and Dixie D'Amelio. They've all got paid through TikTok and YouTube and uh, and other things. So it's like so you see Juju and Chase Claypool they're like we want to do the same thing. And yeah, they're getting money from their NFL contracts, but what's wrong with getting a little extra money on the side from YouTube and TikTok with all these sponsorships and everything? They I don't see an issue with it and it, it, it's fi- it's fine with me. I mean, there's no rule against it in the NFL saying that you can't that you can you can't be on YouTube. You can't use social media and stuff like that. Absolutely. I completely agree. I, you, I couldn't say it any better. You know, it's, it's not in their rule book. They're getting paid, but they're not getting paid as much as a Ben Roethlisberger. No, and it's not like they're really doing it for the money. They more so enjoy it than anything else. I think, you know, it'd be kind of my thoughts, but I agree. You said it very well. You know, uh, Speaking of Ben Roethlisberger, we did not touch up on this, but the Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger were able to reach a contract restructure, or maybe, or it was an extension or something. But either way, it's a fake extension. <laughs> it's, it's it's like a fake extension, yeah. So they were they were able to get something done, and now Ben um, Ben in the new contract take out what's fourteen or seventeen million off of the cap. It was fourteen, and they ended up, uh, you know, having about six dollars and seventy nine cents to spend <laughs> on launch on the cap. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's still they, nothing. Yeah, it it definitely, you know, I I think football move wise, this wasn't the best in terms of you know how you're going to structure your team, but. I think in terms of the Pittsburgh Steelers, who they are, this was their best move. And it, it's not even close, really. Um, it's just one of those things that you kind of couldn't ride Ben out of town for no reason. Um, as much as a lot of people weren't huge fans of him coming back, I think it just makes the most sense more than anything. No, it does. It, it does. I mean, out of all the quarterbacks on the roster right now, Ben Roethlisberger gives you the best chance to win and to Best chance to win, make the playoffs, and win a Super Bowl. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if I don't really trust Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins to get the job done right now. No. Um, Not even the, a little bit. Yeah, and one of the other issues is, you know, even this will be Ben Roethlisberger's last year for sure, without question. But and the Seals are going to have to find another quarterback in the draft probably next year 
But the issue is that there's no really good depth at quarterback in next year's draft. Whereas this year's draft, it's loaded with talent like Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, and yep, Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask. These these guys are really good. And unfortunately, the Steelers aren't going to be able to get any of them unless you can somehow move up, trade up into the top 10 to get one of these guys. I think truthfully, they do have a shot at Kyle Trask. Um, obviously, Mac Jones should still be there. Um, I don't think it's a good idea. Um, I think the sample size on him is way too small, and I really don't think he's, um, you know, going to be good enough soon enough for this team. Yeah. Um, to me, I think that, um, I think Kyle Trask makes sense or Trey Lance. I mean, if Trey Lance is available, it's really hard to like not draft Trey Lance. Um, being that, yeah, he's as raw as anybody in the draft, but you know, he's definitely shown that he has the potential to be a good quarterback. And I think if you give him a year under Ben, it might benefit him. Um, and then like a year under Mason, not that he's going to learn as much from Mason as he will Ben, but I really think that, uh, you know, you can learn a lot from a guy who's even just learned from, you know, a guy like Ben. It's, it's hard to like, it's hard to put it into words, but I think that no matter what you do, it's almost better to just take your shot and draft a quarterback this year than wait for next year where it's like zero. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, but yeah, I think for this year, the, for this year in the draft, you really have to go running back. I think in the first round, whether that be Najee Harris or Travis Etienne. Um, but if those two aren't there, then I would say go for, uh, Le- Alex Leatherwood or, uh, that, uh, center from Oklahoma. Who's pretty good. Yeah. I can't remember his name, but I know who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, or I'm yeah. or I'm hearing the center from um, Alabama. I think his last name is Dickerson or something. Yeah, I do. I I have heard his name as well. Um, it's definitely going to be interesting. I mean, this team there's a lot of upgrades they need to make and some things they need to do. But um, you know, it's I don't know. It's going to be an interesting couple of months here um, between free agency and the draft. Um, the draft can go any which way. Nobody can really predict what they're going to do because they could go quarterback, running back, offensive line, you know, or as they've been doing defense. So, um, yeah. Well, you know, the steel, you know, the Steelers are going to draft a linebacker in any of these rounds. Uh, they're going to draft like two of them. Cause that's just what the Steelers do. It's not a Steelers draft unless you draft a linebacker. Yeah, no, it's, it's not. And it's, it's tough because the Steelers, They've used their first round picks on defenders so many times in the last like six years. It's almost disgusting. Yeah, Um, exactly. You know, but fortunately, you know, a guy like Bud Dupree, even though he's going to be gone, you know, TJ Watt, um, trying to think who else they've taken, Ryan Shazier, um, you know, they certainly were good picks and, you know, benefited the team, but. You know, there's there's some years where they needed other things and couldn't continue to just keep de- yeah. drafting defense. Yeah, actually, yeah. one one more thing before like we go, but um, just Bud Dupree. That news, obviously, the Steelers are not going to use the franchise tag on Bud Dupree again, like they did this past year. Obviously, because they don't have the cap for that. But 
they wouldn't have franchised anybody, I don't think. And even if they did have room, they definitely would have extended Dupree to a big contract and not tag him. But, you know, it, it's a tough loss for the Steelers. But I, I, I hope well, he... I hear think Highsmith's going to be better than Dupree this year. I mean, we'll see. It, 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 took, it took a good couple years for Dupree to really catch on. Because he, he, he went off to a slow start. He still made some impacts, but the, his past two years were really good, were, were outstanding. Oh, yeah. And it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt to see him go, but I, I, re- I wish him the best and just go get that bag. Go, go secure that money. Oh, and he's going to get paid, paid. That's the, you know, that's the thing with him is outside linebackers who can rush the passer effectively, they get paid a lot of money so he's gonna make money he's gonna be an impact player wherever he goes um he's definitely gotten better and learned a lot so yeah definitely all the best to him and i think he's gonna be a lot better than you know what some people write him off to be yeah i i agree 100 there but i think that uh just about does it for us here today There's not a whole lot more to cover and get into you know actual free agency next week yeah, I was just about to say, I mean, there really hasn't been a lot happening within the past month after the season end. There was a little, but not too much. But next week for free agency, it's going to be, it's going to get crazy for sure. Yeah. And it's definitely going to be, you know, we're going to have more that we can talk about, more that we can um, put out content wise. It's just been really hard to get anything out, you know, with so little news, so little updates. Um, but I think that this is a good place to cut it. Yeah, I know. I agree. So um, if we're all set then, then uh, this has been our really our second episode of the Overtime Buzz for football related terms. And yeah, and um, we'll see you guys next week for free agency. Have a good week, guys. See ya.